If you love what we do, then please consider supporting Cryptfail on Patreon. Your support helps us grow and to create more content more often. And now, on with the show. Since ancient times, dragons and demons have been locked eternally in a fierce battle for superiority. Through the ages, worshippers of these powerful beings have built kingdoms in their names, kingdoms which now lie in ruins. The Misty Vale, a land that was until recently overrun with orcs and goblins, is dotted with such ruins, and they call to brave adventurers with the promise of treasure and secrets. Many such travelers have flocked to the Misty Vale in search of adventure, but will they find more than they were looking for? This is Dragonbane. Estelon Bloodjaw walks through the forest with his elf companion. He kind of gnashes his teeth together, looking around at the forest and the various animal sounds nearby. His scarred muscles flex as he walks. Are you prepared for the battle ahead of us? His companion, who is much smaller in stature, definitely not as muscled, and walking with a much lighter tread, turns towards him with an air of, if anything, amusement. And what battles would those be? I thought we were looking for a tree. Were you expecting to duel it to the death? I am always expecting a fight. With a tree? You never know. There may be treasure, and it may be guarded. Ah, yes, the mansion. Where did you pick that book up again? It was read to me as a child. So, when you were a child, probably not all that long ago, someone read you a story about a mansion in the woods with a tree that everyone says isn't there, but you think they were wrong, and it is. And so this somehow equals treasure? Precisely. Please do explain. The mansion was owned by a rich family in the story. Them being rich means there's likely treasure. But that's not why we're going on this expedition, treasure or not. I'm more interested in fighting whatever is guarding it. So, we are trekking through the forest. Not that I mind a walk on a beautiful day, but we are here. Because when you were a child, somebody told you a story, and based on this story, you assume... There may be treasure. And based on the assumption of treasure, you also assume that this treasure has a guardian and you wish to fight it. 
Yes. Very well. Lead on, however, if we have not found your mansion or your tree by nightfall, I would highly suggest we turn back. There is no turning back. Cowardice is not an option. Uh, failing to find something counts as cowardice now, does it? Fleeing or retreating is cowardice. So, if you do not find this mansion or this tree, you will continue walking through this forest for the rest of your life. Reminds me why I travel with you? I don't know. <laughs> My stunning good looks. Uh, yes, I'm sure that must be it. Don takes a couple of practice swings uh, with his long spear, lunging forward. Yeah, yeah. I am ready to fight whatever we come across. And Orla will still sort of have the attitude of someone who is humoring a small child and reply... Well, that would sort of lead me back to my first question, as all we've really come across, as of yet, are trees. So, have at it, I suppose. Stone kind of looks around at the nearby trees. Those ones seem suspicious. You're suspicious of the trees... Please elaborate. Those trees over there, they're in a perfect square, all the same height. I suppose they are. They are smaller than the surrounding trees, therefore younger. And this square of trees signifies what in your vast and boundless tree knowledge? Let's go find out. Dear, is he really going to go attack them? And Bastan will walk over to the square group of trees. Getting closer, it is clear that there are four stone pillars where the small trees have grown, and that they have twisted around them, almost as if they are trying to prevent and replace the pillars of their original purpose. In the centre of the grove, the earth has been roughly dug up, and a stone slab has been exposed and moved about three feet, exposing an entrance beneath the earth where darkness awaits. Ah, what did I tell you? Suspicious trees. Well, not quite trees, it appears, but suspicious I shall grant you. Although, I rather think your trees are less interesting than the passageway they surround. Go have a look down, whatever that is. Passageway? Could this be a dungeon? And why would you be so excited about a dungeon? They have things to fight in them. As far as I am aware, a dungeon is a place to keep prisoners. You wish to fight prisoners. Prisoners have guards. You wish to fight the guards of prisoners. How have we gone from you wish to find a tree from a fairy tale to now you want to organize some sort of a jailbreak? Well, we haven't found the tree yet. So now you want to... How did you get to Dungeon anyway? It's just a... Just go look at it. Go see what it is. Your assumptions are staggering. Estan walks over to the open hole, I guess? Nothing has a closed hole, because a hole... Kind of by definition, anyway. The slab is six foot four, 
It would have fit neatly into the slot. The only light is the sunlight that makes its way awkwardly into the room, almost like its presence is unwanted. The ground beyond is hard, packed earth, and from the entrance to the floor is around six metres. We may not be the first people to come this way. Either something went in, or something got out. Hopefully, there's something in there we can fight. And if not? That is not an option. If we don't find anything down there, you're just going to fight me, aren't you? You want to spar, and he raises his... Not particularly. As I have informed you, arrows and spears do not mix particularly well for sparring. I've got the distinct advantage if I am far away and shooting at you. I have a throwing spear. Do you? And once you've thrown your throwing spear, and I still I have a quiver full of air- one shot. Well, your confidence is something. Perhaps later. Right now, there's a hole to explore. I suppose there is. And he's going to jump into the hole. Wasn't it six meters? We could have break his legs? His canine legs break his fall. His canine legs. Okay, so there is a mobility roll, and if you used rope, you would have a boon. Um, so... Got rope, and I'm pulling it out of my bag, because I'm a little shocked that he just suddenly jumped down into the hole! So Orla has pulled the rope out of her bag, tied it around one of the pillars, and is going to try to gracefully repel down into this underground area. Can I roll with advantage? You can. Wonderful. I got a four. My best roll was an 8, which is under my mobility of 14, so I succeed. Dawn jumps into the hole and lands in a crouch, kind of like the superhero pose when they uh, land after slamming into the ground. A cloud of dust uh, from the dirt floor kind of kicks up in the air, and he's got his spear out in one hand, and he slowly looks up. Orla, meanwhile, has pulled some rope from her bag, uh, tied it around one of the pillars outside this little clearing, and slid down the rope to land next to Baston and give him an incredulous stare. So have you broken all your bones, then? Of course not. Of course not. It'll take more than a few meters to break me. A few. I would estimate, what, six or seven? That's hardly a few. Are you ready to continue? Ah. <sighs> How could one ever be ready for traveling with you? Lead on, then. A large 20-meter circular room. The ground is hard-packed to earth, and there are no stairs. Across are two stone doors, with one having been pulled open. There is no light except from the entrance above. Orla, ever practical, will pull a torch out of her bag and light it with her flint and tinder. Silence is foreboding. That is good. I see. I certainly do not hear throngs of prisoners clamoring for you to break them out of a dungeon. I wouldn't even if I did defeat the guards. Just leave them with no guards to starve. He 
He thinks for a moment. They are not my problem. I will defeat them. If need be. The prisoners. The hypothetical prisoners you will defeat. If need be. Let's keep going. After you. And Baston is going to walk to the double doors at the far side of the room and attempt to push them open. This is not a good sign. It seems no one has been here in a long time. Means that something could have escaped if it was locked down here. Really, I was going to say it was concerning because the maintenance of those hinges is truly dreadful. People walk through the doors. Beyond lies an east-west passage and directly ahead is an open room. It is twelve metres wide, and in the flickering torchlight there are two skeletal guards. They stand at slightly odd angles, their armour is rusted, and they grasp a spear as their weapon. Ah, something to fight. Yes, yes, I am sure you are thrilled. Uh, have at them, then. Uh, he grabs the spear from his back, uh, holds it above his head, goes, Hiya! And throws the spear, goes sailing through the air, and pierces into the skull of one of the skeletons. It takes the skull off the spine of the skeleton and impales the skull into the far wall. And the chain mail starts to just crumble to dust as the remaining bones fall with a clatter to the floor. Ola has knocked an arrow and is pointing it in the direction of the second skeleton, but waiting to see if it is moving. He might wish to check if it's even, well, not alive, but animate. And he will do a spinning slash attack with his long spear, knocking the top half of the non-moving skeleton to the ground. Ahaha! I am victorious! Today, the fighters of justice have prevailed. You might wish to retrieve your spear from the skull of that very terrifying... Skeleton, which never moved. He walks over to it and removes the spear. Now then, who else dares to challenge me? He looks around the room. Is standing still in your immediate vicinity the same as a challenge? Let's go to the left. Very well. And she will stride off down the left hallway. The halls are dark, damp, and cold. Roots, worms, and centipedes are on the roof of the chamber, as nature that exists above is slowly reclaiming the underground. You enter... The larger room, you can see the remains of old cots, old rotted trunks, and on the ground are broken, scattered skeletons.
Orla was sort of looking around the room with an air of confusion because we are underground and while it's possible there could be some sort of a draft, wind chimes is a bit of an unexpected sound down here. And she suddenly notices on the ground a dagger and she will point it out to Baston. It appears to be goblin in make and the blade looks as though it's poisoned. And she goes to pick it up, but suddenly stops, looks up into the corner of the room. Ah, well, there is something there you may perhaps wish to fight. And I imagine will be a more troublesome battle than skeletons. And there is a web covering much of the ceiling. Several sort of goblin-sized bundles are hanging from it, but in the corner of the room is a large black spider, and it is initiative. What do you mean there's something I might want to fight? And he looks in the direction you're pointing. Aha! A challenger! It's not eh. challenging, it probably wants to eat us. And he will throw his throwing spear at it. And that is a five. So he hurls the throwing spear at the spider. And grazes its body and pins one of its legs to the wall behind it. So Orla still has an arrow knocked, but she will draw bowstring back and release an arrow in the direction of the spider, which will hit. And the arrow hits the spider in one of its too many eyes. Could you stop showing off and just actually, you know, fight it? It's still up. Finally, a worthy opponent. The spider heaves and pulsates as the web sags under its weight. It moves with surprising speed and drops towards the wolfkin. Uh, since he's kind of in a crouching position, he's going to try and dodge roll out of the way before it can land. He sees it let go of the wall. So instead of kind of coming out of the roll gracefully, uh, it's more like... Uh, a dive. So he's he's done a roll, and then on the other, after completing the roll, he does a dive and lands on his stomach. Having some trouble, are we? This is just getting interesting. It moves and half climbs onto the wall. It crouches and springs at the wolf as it tries to impale him with its poison dripping fangs. Yeah, so he... Pulls the spear across his chest, holding it in both hands. And as the mandibles uh, come towards him, he manages to lift them up uh, away from his body with the spear. Uh, he was able to roll onto his back just in time. And they are clicking together right in front of his face, but they can't quite reach his snout. And he manages to kind of push it off and roll. He then gets up onto his feet. He gets up into a crouching position, springs off like a runner at the start of a race, and gives three quick jabs with the uh, spear just into the side of its main body section. Yeah, yeah, yeah! And then he takes a couple steps back, spear still pointed at the spider. And she will let another arrow fly towards the spider, which this time will thunk right into another one of its eyes, because they've got a lot of eyes. She's just trying to systematically kind of go through them all. And she 
almost wants to laugh after all the flipping and stabbing and shouting that Beston has been doing and knowing that he probably has done the vast majority of damage to this giant spider when her second arrow that has even hit it appears to have been the finishing blow and as the arrow punctures one of its eyes it sort of shudders and its legs all curl in on itself and it gradually goes still. Stone just kind of looks at you with a, a slight frown on his face. I'm sorry, should I not have slain the terrifying monster that wanted to eat us? <sighs> You're the one who insisted I come along. It's fine, I suppose. Look, if you want, I can hang back in the next fight. Just stand there, do nothing. Chime in with a comment every now and then. I suppose it is unlikely, but do you think any of the uh, individuals up there are alive? Aha! Defenseless enemies. No, wait. That That's hardly not... seems, uh, honorable. You're correct. I shall free them, give them a weapon, and then cut them down. Firstly, they're probably dead. Secondly, you don't have enough weapons for that. There's a poison dagger on the ground. Ah, yes, one dagger amongst all of them. A fair fight indeed. You can give them your bow. No, I shall be keeping that. Cut them down if you wish. We can see if they're alive or, as is more likely, desiccated corpses. Peston will jump up, remove his throwing spear, and jump up again, and attempt to cut down the goblin. Thump onto the ground. Well, that certainly sounded unpleasant. We do not open the other ones. Fine by me. I imagine they entered at much the same time as this one. They appear to have been dead for quite some time. I wonder if they were the ones that opened the passageway down here? I suppose that's possible. There may be more of them down here. We should keep our guard up. Yes, in case there's more dead goblins. Or alive goblins. Is there a way to continue on through here? It would appear that the passageway is blocked. Well, there was another passage back... We might as well go back and see where that leads, and hopefully not to large spiders. If there is no way through, then we will have to clear the rubble by hand. Whether it takes days, weeks, or months, we will see what is on the other side. If you begin clearing that rubble by hand, I will take my leave. Howard. I am not afraid of the rubble. I would say you could accuse me of laziness, if anything. I simply have no wish to dirty my hands and perform backbreaking physical labor for days on end for an unspecified end. And she will head back down the passageway they came from and head down the other direction to the right. Peston kind of pushes past you so that he is leading the way. Determined to be the one to defeat the next enemy. A room of memories. There are five stone statues, of which there are three adults and two children. On the wall are torn and stained canvases that could have been paintings once. And there are five coffins open with skeletons as occupants. Interesting. Perhaps something has broken out of these coffins. An undead enemy. That would be rather concerning. 
No. That would be fantastic! Do you suppose each of these statues is a representation of who was buried in the coffin across from it? I doubt they look much like that now. That was not my question. I have no way of knowing. Goodness, you are exhausting. Thank you. You are most welcome. Well, I don't believe there's anything in this room to fight unless you find those statues particularly threatening. Hmm? I suppose they could be. He gets up close to one of the statues and kind of stares in its cold eyes. Seems there may be a way past here, deeper into the dungeon. Again, I would hardly classify this as a dungeon, as nobody seems to be imprisoned here. Unless you count the spider. Although, I rather imagine it could have left if it wished to. If you believe there is a way farther in, then... I certainly do not believe you are about to turn back, and I shall continue following you for now. We shall make the history books together. I highly doubt that. Would hardly make a great entry in a history book. Ah, two adventurers fought a large spider and then found some statues. The end. Carry on, then. And he will walk through the passage. A door has blocked our path. Please at least try to open it before you attack it. I suppose that is a viable option. Aha! The door was no match for my strength, yet again. The flickering torchlight shows a larger room, a stained carpet, a dusty polished wood table which could seat sixteen. At the end sits a woman. She is covered in dust. Her eyes are white, her skin taunt and leathery. Her mouth is open, her nails are sharp and long, and a gold sword is on her hip. And is this your main event? I hope not. Doesn't look particularly formidable. Perhaps that mummified woman will attack any moment now. I thought better safe than sorry. And Baston will walk over to the mummified woman. Initiative? She begins to glow from within, and almost a younger version of herself forms around her. The body begins to move with the spectral shape around it. It actually moved. This is so unexpected. Aston will attack the ghostly apparition. And yeah, he strikes at it with his spear. So it it impales the side of the mummy creature. It does not show any uh, overt effect or appears to even acknowledge that it's been hit. No sign of pain, no blood. I do hope my arrows work on mummy, ghost, whatever uh, she says rather doubtfully and attempts to shoot. This creature and hits. Let's see, that would be six, seven, six, thirteen. Uh, an arrow strikes the mummified creature's chest for thirteen damage. And as she is mummified, a sort of puff of dust erupts where the arrow hits and then slowly settles to the ground as she remains standing still, not reacting. She moves with surprising speed and slides one hand around your back and the other around your shoulders and grips you in a cold, 
dark embrace as she hisses an unearthly hiss. <laughs> Almost chilling. And he will attempt to stab the apparition again. Aya! There will be no mercy this time. I'm going all out now that you've attacked me. I usually mercy with you. And he slams the spear directly into the creature's chest. Uh, right where its heart should be. Uh, pulls it out, lifts up one foot, and kicks the body back. And the body kind of crumples to the ground. But the ghostly apparition stays there. After the body has crumbled away. It stares at him. And his usual bravado seems to have been lost. It, he can't help but continue to stare at it as it stares back. You hear him say something under his breath. Mother, I'm sorry. I haven't found it yet. I will, I promise. No. No, please. And I will make a roll. With disadvantage. Well, my first roll was a one. <laughs> so you and won't be taking two. that. Oh, well, <laughs> you're fine. And he kind of, he blinks. What? Yes, yes, I defeated it. Are you quite all right? Of course I am. Did you see the way I dispatched that? A I single blow minus the first one. Yes, of course, minus that one. I did see. Well, if you're sure. I'm all right. Thank you for asking. What do you think that was? Uh, some sort of guardian of treasure. And do you see any treasure? Is the gold sword remaining in the pile of crumbled mummy? <laughs> okay. He lifts up the gold sword. He gives it a couple practice swings. Gold is a very malleable metal, not suitable for weaponry, although I suppose it could be decorative. You see that it is a gold and in a jewel inlaid hilt. Well balanced, but I don't... Is there anything else in this room that we can see? There is some female, as in size, chain mail. It is of golden colour. I don't think this would fit me very well. Perhaps you could make better use of it. I could try. It looks rather heavier than what I've currently got. I will hang on to it in case I need it later. She will add it into her bag. Is there an exit to this room? Yes, there is one door at the north. I believe that is where the true treasure lies. Ah, uh, this wasn't the treasure after all. I will let you know after I find if there's more treasure in that room. I see, and I don't suppose the true treasure will have been whatever lessons we've learned along the way? The enemies we've fought along the way. That is the true treasure. I go check your room for treasure, why don't you? You will walk through the door to the side room. As she's following is a large chair in the centre of a room. Behind it looks like bookcases, which have long since crumbled. There is a large, ornate chest off to the right, which also is sharing the age of many years. In the centre, upon 
the large chair is a knight. A skeletal face is peering forward. It is leaning back. It holds a two-handed sword in its right hand, which is loosely uh, being held off to one side. One leg is bent at the knee, the other is straight out. As you enter the room, the head slowly cracks as it moves and looks towards you. Dust and dirt pours from its various joints of its armour as it creaks and cracks and comes to its feet. Initiative! And here we are, instantly killed by a knight and die. Actually, if he, there's a chance. <laughs> and we, it's we, a one shot. We'll be fine. A new challenger approaches. Let's see how you handle my spear. And he will throw his throwing spear at the skeleton. Uh, he throws the spear and it gets lodged in the rib cage of the skeleton. And with its left hand, it pulls the spear free and throws it to the ground with a clatter. It then looks at you and stares into you and a wheezing sound can be heard. Give me a roll against a potency of 14. That is a 9. So you feel your limbs stiffening and hardening from the gaze but the paralyzing cold of its attack does not stop you from moving. She is a little concerned about how she's going to hit something that is particularly well armored, but she will give it a shot. She's not really quite sure the rule for killing things that should already be dead, so she's just going to aim the arrow through the visor where if something had a head, that would be a good hit. Not sure it'll do anything, but it does manage to make its way through the visor and does seven, seven damage. She shoots another arrow, but this one actually bounces off the plate mail and clatters unhelpfully to the ground. That was a 17. So I have missed. All right, you fiend. And that's my turn. Uh, it uses three willpower, but I get a... I can spend one further willpower points to gain a boon for an attack against it. He lets out a shriek, an unholy roar as its bottom jaw opens further than any human normally could. Everyone, make a will save. Ahaha, that's a 19, so I've failed. That is an 8. And all the blood drains from her face as she looks upon this terrifying undead knight. Alright, her hands are slightly trembling, but she will knock another arrow and draw back the bowstring. <laughs> now, normally it would be good to roll a 20, but that is not the case wow three bad rolls in a row um is there an extra bad thing for rolling a 20 no there's not she's so terrified by this that she fumbles the arrow her hands are shaking too much and she actually drops it to the floor before she can even draw back the bowstring stand your ground do not fear this creature we shall take it out together do you really imagine yelling at me is going to help? Stay strong, young elf. I am much older than you! And act it. And he is going to run up close and try and spear him in the chest. He shoves the spear up uh, underneath some of the, the plate mail um, and stabs the creature's ribs. Uh, so Orla will attempt to recover from her faltering 
20 again. Oh. Dear. Um, but she actually manages to drop her whole quiver of arrows somehow, and the rest of her turn is spent sort of gathering herself back together. Uh, best on yelling at her to get herself together did not actually help. And so she is struggling. Goodness. Wrong with my dice. Roars into the room. Make a fear. You do not frighten me. The sword comes down. He had just raised it over his head. Slamming down. Uh, Stan deflects it out of the way and spins his back to the enemy, but uses the momentum from the spin to spin and strike the enemy. And the spear, uh, the shaft of the spear connects with the side of the skull of the skeleton uh, and rattles it. Finally! Uh, Orla seems to have managed to regain some form of composure. And is able to regain her arrows, knock one, and actually fire it for the first time in a while. Okay, and an arrow strikes the skeletal knight through a gap in the armor for 12 points of damage. As she sort of fumbles to get all her things together, she is not particularly expecting this to be the killing blow, and almost thinks it's going to go wide. When she does manage to strike the knight somewhere in the shoulder and suddenly a large amount of dust and bits of bone begin just pouring through gaps in the armor and the plate mail itself clanks to the ground. She is surprised and stands there for a moment more just to make sure it's not about to get back up again. The wolf is staring at you. Is it dead? It is no longer moving. I call that a victory. And don't say that. You killed the last ghost apparition thing killed its body but it wasn't exactly a rewarding experience you were the one they will sing songs about who's going to sing songs i certainly hope not please there is no need in fact why don't you go investigate that rather a fancy-looking box over there? Find your treasure? The treasure was the enemy. Well, there's still a box you can open, so... Alright, I'll, I'll open the box. Within is an old crown. It is made of silver with a couple of gems upon it. I believe this belongs to you. It most certainly does not. I've never seen it before in my life. You earned it. I would disagree. Besides, I am not altogether convinced it would not bestow some sort of curse or provoke the wrath of some guardian spirit were I to attempt to claim it, so... Uh. After you. If you don't want it, we will leave it here. Fine, I will take the crown. And she will pick it up. Almost expecting some horde of undead knights to rush out from somewhere. So what did this have to do with your story in the end? That's a good question. It would appear we have much more to discover about this land. There are secrets long buried beneath the earth. 
more so than just one building among the trees. You have no desire to speculate? The lady, the knight, could they not have been figures in your story? I suppose, now that you mention it, yes, I suppose that does sound like the story. I don't remember them being so ghoulish in the story, but... Well, I would rather imagine your story took place before any of the people in it were dead. That makes sense. And they were worthy opponents. I suppose the mansion has crumbled and all that remained were these stone walls. I would hardly call this a mansion. It seems more like a tomb. I suppose that is all it is now. Well, is there anything left to do here, or shall we make the long trek back on which you will inevitably wish to fight every squirrel and bird we come across? I am okay with journeying without fighting for the moment. I have had my fill. I shall believe that when I see it, and I still fear for the first squirrel we come across. That said, shall we take our leave? I'm leaving. And she's going to start heading back to the rope tied to a pillar outside that she can climb back up. And as you climb and exit into the daylight beyond... The adventure ends. Dragonbane is released by Free League Publishing. Starring Emily as the elf. Shadow as the wolf. And Ghost as the storyteller. Music and sound effects are by Sirenscape.com and Epidemic Sound. This has been a Crit Fail production.